Now I come with a basket of thanksgiving and joy and enthusiasm and excitement about the text God has given us for this morning. You don't even know what it is yet. But I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful if all of us here could be filled with excitement and enthusiasm over the Word of God this morning? Yes. Yes. Why don't you pray for that personally? Lord, give me excitement and enthusiasm for your word this morning. Amen. Now it's Communion Sunday, so our thoughts are going to center on communion. As Jesus was with them and had the communion bread and the communion wine, he said to them, this cup is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the forgiveness of sin. Astounding that he brought in the new covenant with his death, which is entirely appropriate. His death was the beginning of the new covenant. It not It did not begin because of his teaching or his healing or anything else. It came when he died. And the evidence of that physically is that the veil in the temple was ripped apart torn in two. And that veil was 60 feet high, 30 feet wide, six inches thick. Teams of horses could not pull it apart. God did. And then there was a great earthquake. And the new covenant began. During those days of temple worship, only the high priest could go into that Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant was placed 
where God dwelt with the Ark of the Covenant. Only he, once a year. Now, the Holy of Holies is no more. We live in the Holy of Holies every day. For for us, every day is holy. Thanks to the Lord giving his life, not dying, to bring in the new covenant. Now there is a verse of scripture that explains more of the benefits of the new covenant. It is in Romans chapter 6, verse 14. And Paul is teaching them, the Romans, about the Christian life. And in verse 14, it is recorded. Sin shall not have dominion over you. I'm excited. (laughs) Can you believe it? Sin cannot rule over us. Believers, this is a statement of fact, and it is a promise, and is to be for us a truth to believe. Believe it this morning. It's God's word. Sin shall not have dominion over you, us believers. Now that just pierces my heart, my soul. Sin once ruled over me. Sin controlled me. Sin held me in slavery. And now that can no longer be. Would you believe it this morning? Sin shall not control your life. 
That is a statement of fact in this teaching about the covenant. <clears throat> and this verse gives us three points about that truth. Here's the first point. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Now that's enough to live on the rest of your life. That being true, go ahead and live. Not in sin, because now you hate it. The second point in this passage is that you are not under the law. You're not under the law. I thought that'd make somebody happy. <laughs> oh my goodness. We are not under the law. We didn't bring an animal to sacrifice. We don't need a priest. We're not under the burden of trying to be right with God by anything from us. By the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified. By good works shall no flesh be justified. But we are not under the law. The law was given through Moses. And it was a heavy, heavy burden to bear. Jesus once said to some people, Come unto me, all you who labor and carry the heavy burden. He was talking to some Jewish people who were under the law. And Paul refers to it as a burden even our forefathers could not bear. You are not under the law. But you are under grace. Isn't it wonderful? The grace of God. Sin forgiven forever. All sin forgiven 
forever. Because we are under grace. And that covenant of grace began with the death of Christ. Now the letter to the Hebrews includes chapter 8. And in chapter 8 it is written, If the first covenant had been adequate, there would have been no place for the second. The old covenant of law is inadequate to save anyone. Only those under the covenant of grace go to heaven. No one living under the law goes to heaven. We must live under grace. Sin shall not have dominion. You're not under law. You're under grace. Is this a problem for Christians? I say yes. We have the same problem today that the Galatians had in their day. So when Paul wrote his letter to the Galatians, normally his letters include a compliment, a praise, grace to you, and peace from God. None of that in Galatians. He jumps right on them and said, written, I marvel that you are so soon removed from the gospel of grace and you have returned to the law. And the word marvel means astonished, amazed. Paul is upset. Can you saved by grace now go back under the law to live your life? It cannot be, brethren. But that's a great problem across America this morning. Christians still trying to be right with God, seeking righteousness by the works of the flesh. It doesn't help. It's a burden. Give it up. Stay with grace. Don't let anyone 
move you back under the law. And that's what had happened to the Galatians. Some Jewish leaders from Jerusalem came to them and told them they must be circumcised to be right with God. They must keep the Jewish belief. Now that's probably not happening to us, but they come with other temptations. Christ did not do enough. You must add to it. I love the text in the book of Philippians where the Philippian jailer came running before Paul and Silas after the earthquake. Paul and Silas were in, in jail. The Lord sent an earthquake at midnight opened the jail doors. Anyone could flee. If a prisoner got out of jail, the jailkeeper would pay with his life. So he came running into them with this great question. Oh, what a question. He said to them, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said to him, Go to Jerusalem and join the First Presbyterian Church. <laughs> be baptized. Give an offering. Do this, do that. Keep doing. And now we have the great answer from Paul and Silas. What must I do to be saved? And they said to him, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. I love that answer. That's the only answer. That is salvation. That is true. It is not by the works of the law, but it is by the grace of God who forgives your sins. and set you free to serve and love him. Sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, 
You are under grace. And if we make that claim to be under the grace of God, then we must be gracious people. This affects our life. We must be a gracious church. We must love each other graciously. God only loves the undeserving. We need to love those who are undeserving because we are. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Now, there must be some kind of response. You can't just hear or see those words without a response. This morning, everyone here is responding in some way. Some of you are trying to ignore the word of God. Some of you may have an an attitude of not caring. Some of you are saying, yes, I truly believe. Some of you will be responding with excitement and enthusiasm because it's true. That's what Jesus brought to them during that time when he was meeting with his disciples for the Jewish Passover feast. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the forgiveness of sin. Oh, hallelujah. What a wonder. What a grace that God Almighty in his perfect justice had a plan to forgive sin. And his plan was through Jesus. Jesus must die. And he died. 
and on the cross. Toward the end of his time, at three o'clock in the afternoon, he had been on the cross six hours. And at the end of the time, he said, it is finished. And he gave up his life. No human could take the life of Jesus the Christ. The beating could not kill him. The whips could not kill him. Nothing could kill him. He is in control of his life and his death. He is there voluntarily, on purpose, for this moment when he died. To bring in the new covenant of grace. So sin shall not Have dominion over you. Praise. For you are not under the law. You are under grace. What a verse, what a statement of fact, what a statement of truth, and what a promise to us on how to live as a Christian. As we now approach communion, let's bow for prayer. Lord God Almighty, Creator, ruler, we bow to you and thank you that we are living in the new covenant of grace. And we have communion this morning under that new covenant of grace. If you are bothered by past sin, present sin, there is forgiveness, there is restoration, there is deliverance through the power of the blood of the cross. Cause everyone here
to have the joy of the Lord and the peace of God as we have communion together. Through the power of the blood of the cross, amen.